Hi, we're Tavia and Susie. Our book buying got a little out of control and we couldn't read as fast as we were buying. I still own about 160 books that I haven't read yet. We decided to go ahead and start using the library way more to help our poor bookshelves and our wallets. Now we keep our amazing librarians super busy with our hold request lists. We're here to help you do the same. So welcome to Library Overload. Thanks for joining us. On this episode, we are going to talk about book to movie adaptations that we liked, didn't like. It's a touchy subject. <laughs> Usually people have very serious opinions about it. So we're just going to go over a couple kind of more recent movies mm -hmm. that read the books for and we're going to talk about that. So spoilers galore. Yeah, please be careful. Um, we're gonna. I'll go ahead and tell you what we're going to talk about real quick just so you're ready to turn things off. So we've got Ready Player One, Dumplin', Crazy Rich Asians, Hunger Games, Me Before You, and A Wrinkle in Time. If you haven't read slash watched any of these books or movies, be warned, we are going to talk about them. Yes, please, abort mission. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about Ready Player One. I just read this book um, at the beginning of this month, actually. Mm -hmm. You had been bugging me to read it for a while, but I didn't think that it was about what it was about. What did you um, think it was about? I, I think, I, in my mind, I got in Ender's Game. Oh, okay. And Ready Player One confused, but I was really pleased that I read this. It's by Ernest Klein, mm -hmm. and I'm an 80s kid. It pulled at all of my nostalgia heartstrings. Mm -hmm. I loved it so much. I loved the characters. I loved the story. It was just kind of brilliant. I I loved it too. I really did. Um, I was born in 89. So I don't really remember, you know, I obviously, I don't know a lot of the 80s, but I love the 80s. I think it's a brilliant decade and I love all the nostalgia stuff to it. But I read a lot of reviews online and people were kind of like super sick. They felt like it was like 80s vomit. And it was too much. I liked the 80s vomit. See, I was okay with it, but we don't really remember being alive in the 80s. So I think... I definitely do. I was alive almost the whole decade. Oh, well, I was trying to be nice about your age, but whatever. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I thought it was great. But a lot of people really did not like, they felt like Ernest Klein was doing way too much. Like he much. was just trying to get to the... Yeah. The references more than the plot of the story. Yeah. I can see that. I did not feel that way. I, I thought it flowed really nicely. I loved it. And it also made me feel kind of vindicated in the fact that I have a whole crap load of useless knowledge. Yes. And it, I could have totally won the prize. Yes. Like, I feel like I could have, like, if the prize was something about in my niche of things that I know, like, I would have killed it. So I Absolutely. loved it. It was like vindication for me that, like, nerds will run things. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. Who run it. the world? It's not girls. It's, it's nerds. nerds. Yeah. I, I loved the book. Segwaying over to the movie, here's what I have oh, to say about the oh movie. Oh, Lord. And I heard that Steven Spielberg did the movie, and I heard that he specifically didn't want it to be like the book. Why? You know, I'm not I, I'm not sure what his thought process was, but I just, I heard that little blurb out in the world that I he would wanted like to, to specifically have different things than the book had. Why, why, why would you want to adapt a book if you don't want it to be like the book? I, you know, I don't. Steven, because I have I questions. Guess, I guess, Steven, if you have the answer to this, please drop call us a me. line. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can like put it in the, the comment section below. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember. Okay, I will preface this by saying the the movie is a great movie. As a standalone movie, it's adorable. It's fantastic. Our partners both loved it. Yeah, my husband's a huge movie buff, and he yeah. adored it. And he, I will say, I read or I watched the movie before I read the book. Oh, I didn't and, know you did. Yeah, and I thought it was adorable little movie, super cute, but. In my opinion, he kept the characters' names, and that's about it. And the the bomb at the end. Yes, there was a bomb. I said spoiler. spoilers. I said spoilers at the beginning, so this is on you if you're still listening. But no, no, legit. Characters' names and the bomb at the end, and that was it. There wasn't. And, there was the essence of nostalgia that was still there. He didn't keep any of the deeper emotional connections with the characters. He didn't any of the like self realization. Mm-hmm. And um, and that I loved about the book, it nowhere to be seen. In the movie, he made it more of a group effort. And right. Parcival, what was his name in real Parcival, life? Wade. Wade, thank you. Wade Watts, like the superhero. But Wade did everything on his own. He had mm-hmm. everything he needed to to win and kill it, and he was amazing. But in and, the movie, and part of the story is about him realizing yeah. he had it all. All along. Yeah. It's like Dorothy in the red slippers. Oh, so sweet. You've always had the power to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, the movie just made it more of a group thing. And I loved the fact that he was amazing on his own and he could do it on his own. And it also, and I don't know why this really annoyed me, but it totally killed me that the group met in a van instead of like flying to yeah. the house. What was his name? I don't remember names. I know. I'm so sorry. But yeah, the co-owner of the company flew them all out there to keep them safe and let them continue. Because the world's a scary place in this book. It is. But I mean, it's 2043 and you know what? I kind of get it. It's We're not going, that far off. We're going that way. I wouldn't be very scared to know that trailers were stacked on top of each other in no, yeah, you know, I would another not 20 want, years. I would not want to live in that that world but like i totally get like people do everything online they do like that's practically us now like yeah the premise of the oasis is like a virtual reality mm-hmm. and you live your life inside there not in the real world yeah um, which is kind of escape kind of how people use facebook now absolutely yeah i order food online i do chats t- to people that i have to i recently like, discovered i could have firehouse subs delivered to my door and it changed my life i don't know you can do that yeah no yeah. i have i have food delivered to my door i if i have to talk to a company about a bill i will do the online chat i will not call them but yeah i just if i don't have to talk to people y'all not gonna do it yeah. except when it's about books i'll talk to anybody about books even if they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I will force people to talk about that. <laughs> okay, so that was Ready Player One. I loved the book, and I loved the movie if I hadn't read the book. Right, like if you think of the movie as just a standalone movie, it's adorable. Yeah. But when you think of it as being an adaptation, it fails in all, all categories. Although I feel like when you keep calling the movie adorable, it's not like an 11-year-old's movie. I kind of thought it felt a bit childish. You thought it felt childish? It felt young? Yeah. Oh, no. I felt like he, like, how old do you think? He was probably, like, what, 18? That's pretty young. That's, like, more than half my but age I, or something. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like when you say adorable, it's like, oh, look at the cute little five-year-old. Or, like, little Harry going off to Hogwarts for the first time. <laughs> my bad. I thought it was. This was life and death, Tavia, and it was not adorable. I thought it was an excellent movie thank you but i did not think it was an excellent adaptation no i i 100 agree with you book 
I gave it four stars, which again, I'm very stingy. So that was very high for me. And I, I, I enjoyed the movie if I could just kind of disconnect everything that I knew about it. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Dumplin'. I loved it all the way around. <laughs> I loved the book. I loved the movie. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the book. Yes. Okay. First of all, I am a Dolly Parton fan. <laughs> so this basically, if you love drag queens and Dolly Parton, this is where to go. Gold. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I I read the book. Mm, it was probably two months ago by now. So obviously, I barely remember it, but I I loved it. And it was like we talked about in the previous episode, we talked about how it's not not beautiful literature. It's not something that people may be talking about in the years to come, but right. it, it made me feel absolutely it, it makes just, you feel something. It's good. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And I loved it. The premise is that this uh, high school student, Willa Dean, Willa Dean, that's a very Southern name. Obviously, it's Willa Texas. Dean. She's she's a chubbier girl, a bigger girl, and her mom is a former beauty queen, and she runs the pageant in town, which is like the big thing, uh-huh. the social event of the year. Well, she has recently lost her aunt, which, again, spoilers. I, actually, I think that's in the jacket of the book. Or the, I don't even know. Her aunt kind of raised her a little bit, and she was bigger, and she related to her, and now she's missing this person. Well, she finds out that her aunt almost entered the beauty pageant that her mom won. So, so as a tribute to her aunt she decides to enter the pageant and it's about her realizing her self-worth and basically one of the things I loved is she describes a swimsuit body as a body that has a swimsuit on it Mm -hmm. and it's just beautiful there is bits of it that I again I took screenshots and saying you just like fat is not a a bad word it's not when, a dirty when you word, say yeah. it to describe yourself yeah um and as a society i think that we kind of feel that it is like you know if people are like oh i'm fat like oh i'm sorry you're not really but it's not <laughs> like i mean clearly i can see in the mirror i know what it looked like i lo- loved this story i connected with it so much yeah and i knew you would love it that's why we're, i was bugging you to watch it or to read it yeah i just i thought it was amazing i i loved every little bit of it i thought there was yeah, just great resonance to anybody that felt the same way that Willow Dean did, which a lot of us do. Like, Especially in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like high school's rough on people. It's rough on bigger girls. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was amazing. So the movie. I need to talk about the movie really fast because I am a huge Jennifer Aniston fan. I'm a huge Friends fan, and I feel like that poor girl has struggled trying to get roles to kind of move on and disconnect from Rachel, and I feel like she's made some terrible movie choices. She's had some terrible... I thought We're the Millers was her best work. I've actually not seen that one. <gasps> oh my God, it's the funniest thing. Okay, we digress. We're back to Dumpling. So, Dumplin'. But There's I, no G. Dumplin'. Thank you. Um, so I thought that Jen Aniston as Willow Dean's mom was her best role she's ever had in a movie. Like, I didn't quite feel that deeply about really? it. Really? But I thought I, she was brilliant. Mm, I thought she was amazing. I thought I thought she was really good. I I didn't think it was like the best act. Like, I mean, it's again, the book's not going to win any prizes. But the, the movie's not going to get any Oscars or whatever. Sure. But it was, it really was adorable. I'm going to say it. it adorable, was adorable is fine for this because they're in high school. Yes. I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the, that they incorporated all this Dolly Parton music in it. Yes, and you know she wrote some new stuff for for the movie. For the movie, yeah, and she actually had Jennifer Aniston singing on one of the tracks. Yeah, on the soundtrack had, you can hear. I had no idea. I'm yeah. gonna have to go and listen for yes. Jennifer Aniston singing now, which that's amazing, right? I 
I loved it. I thought it was so, so cute. Like, I want everybody to go and watch it so we can all talk about it. You know, sidebar, my maiden name is Parton, as in Dolly Parton. So I've kind of been obsessed with her my whole life. And yes, we're related, but I've never never met her or or anything. Okay, you say you're related like she's your aunt. No, she's like my 10th cousin. But people ask that question a lot. Oh, you're related? I would say yes. And I spent Christmas there. Let's move on. Dolly, if you're listening, please invite me to Christmas. Hmm. I'll come too. I'll make fudge. Oh. <laughs> I got really excited about going to Dolly's house. <laughs> I mean, everyone would be very excited about going to Dolly's house. You know, she actually lives not too far from here. Isn't she in like where Dollywood is? No. Like she doesn't live in Gatlinburg? No. Where does she live? <laughs> she has a townhouse over the roller coaster. That's where she's I think at. I mean, she literally lived in the park, you asshole. Moral of this story is that we love Dolly Parton, we love drag queens, and we love Dumplin'. Can we talk about the drag queens? They were precious. I love that the drag queen was basic. Okay, I know their names, but the the I don't remember their names. <laughs> I love the fact that you said I know their names and I don't remember them in the same breath. I don't. What I mean to say is I don't remember them in the movie, but the guy in the book was Lee. I don't remember his drag queen name, I but the main drag queen in the movie slash book. I love that a drag queen was the fairy godmother in this oh, instance. Can I have a drag queen fairy godmother? Yes, please. I'll take one. I I thought it was fantastic. I love that there there were drag queens in texas singing dolly like the whole thing just made me so so happy yes and now i really want to know if that's a legit thing because if it is i'd be down to go to texas yes Mm -hmm. i think i think that we should road trip in and see let's do it dolly parton drag queens done you know she's like the patron saint of of gay gay people yeah i love that yeah we're moving on crazy rich asians this one's adorable too so i I read the I read the book and it actually it took me a minute to really get into it just because the the wealth that these people had made them such complete aliens to me. You couldn't relate. Yeah, like it's it opens up with the hysterical, "Oh, we just bought this hotel." That is something I would absolutely do. If I was rich enough and someone was rude to me, I would totally buy your business. That's a lie. You would not do that. Your husband well, would do that. But I'd be there snickering in the background. <laughs> Ha ha, look at you. <laughs> um, but no, but then it opens up with the lead guy's mom and her group of ladies at this Bible study, which I found hysterical for some reason. Well, I mean, you remember the British colonized the whole world. I know, but it's just hysterical to me that they're still having little group Bible studies in like it's this. It's kind of really a um, cover up. It's like when you form a book club, but you go and drink wine. That's what book clubs are, right? Obviously. Um, so, no, like one breath they're reading a Bible verse and then they're like, oh, look at this diamond that I just bought for $1.3 trillion. Right. Right. So, yeah, I really had a hard time getting into it to begin with. But once I kind of got past the rich assholery 
I really, really liked it. I yes. thought it was really fun. I've got the second book. I'm in a line. I'm number mm-hmm. two now. It so, was my one of my 2018 favorites, Crazy Rich Asians, yes. the book. It was just, uh, I think I gained five pounds eating all the Asian food because oh I God, had such yes. cravings listening to them describe it. They kept it. talking about the amazing food. And then they kept talking about like clothes and diamonds. Right. Well, clearly I can't afford the clothes, but I can get me some takeout. <laughs> Okay. But no, yeah, I wanted, I think all we had was Asian for a minute after we, after we Mm -hmm. finished, uh, after I finished the book. I really, really loved it. I loved that Rachel, the, the lead, the lead female, she was amazing. I loved down to earth. So relatable. Yes. She was incredibly relatable. And so it felt like if I was put in a position that she was put in, which BT dubs was horrible. Why would anyone not prepare your girlfriend for that? In which the movie he did yeah. Which was, I actually liked that he prepared mm-hmm. her because, dear God, why would you do that? Right. But no, I just, I thought she was so strong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like a modern day retelling of like the, the prince enemy or like mm. marrying into royalty, but it's a different type of, mm-hmm. of commoner marrying the prince yeah. story. I just, I felt like she was an incredibly strong character mm-hmm. in which like she didn't fold like she didn't yeah she didn't back down yeah i just i thought she was fantastic yes. okay so let's talk about the movie oh um, my i god. have one word aquafina oh my god she killed it y'all she d- she owned the whole movie i i love her i will watch her in everything now i love the google commercial she's in i will watch that google commercial just because i think she's hysterical she was fantastic and then she was in oceans eight too she which was, i loved yeah. but no yeah aquafina was amazing but my favorite was astrid i had to look her up oh, the I actress's name she's gorgeous actress's name is Gemma chan and she is stunning yeah like, she's the prettiest woman i think i've ever seen she is drop dead gorgeous the sag awards were just the other night and she showed up because crazy witch asians was nominated which i love i know right the whole cast went to the golden globes like they look amazing Mm -hmm. so she was at the sag awards and she had on this oscar de la renta dress like and i was just like oh there's astrid like she you didn't separate her from the character she's she's, yeah so elegant so gorgeous and i it did annoy me that the movie changed her husband's affair into a legit affair in the movie oh but the best line of dialogue in the whole whole movie is her her line at the end where she says she can't make him a man because she can't make him something he's not loved it it's not my job to make you feel more of a man i can't make you something you're not yeah brilliant and again we said spoilers y'all yeah, we said we said that this is on you. In what realm does a man cheat on a woman that amazing? I mean, I get the principle behind it. He's saying that he's not worthy to be with her. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Stupid. Absolutely. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I can get his understanding. Yeah, I yeah, I loved the movie. I loved getting to see everything up close. I loved the clothes, the jewelry, the food. Everything was amazing. I actually liked the scene they added at the end um, that's not in the book where Rachel confronts the mom. And she's like, you know, if he picks you, he's going to resent you. Mm-hmm. And if he picks me, he's going to lose you. Like, you're making him do this, not me. And I kind of liked that. I appreciated that. I, I did. It took me a minute. I had to think about it for a few days. But I, I think I ended up liking it because... The the book kind of leaves it open ended. Well, the book has sequels. And I know it, it kind of leaves you wanting more, so you'll read more. Sure, I know, but like I I enjoyed having a, an ending to the movie. Yeah. I I did enjoy it. I thought it was really great. 
Um, I would watch it again in a heartbeat. I would too. It was so funny. I thought the movie was a lot funnier than the book. And I, I agree. I, I think that is because Picklin, um, Aquafina just brought so much life to that character. Well, and then her dad yeah. was hysterical. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I just yeah, I I loved everything about it. Is I love uh, yeah, I can't. I and can't we shut actually up don't it. do that a lot, like movies as much as books. But those the Dumplin' and Crazy Rich Asians, we've we've pretty mm-hmm. much loved. There's only there's been only maybe two book to movie adaptations in my life that I have liked the movie more than the book. That segues into our next one. Hey yo. A Wrinkle in Time, guys. Yeah, and we actually read this together. We used to have a book club, just the two of us, because we read the same things anyway. Why not talk about it? Yeah, so we're major nerds, in case you haven't picked up on the book podcast and the book talks. So we read this together, and we both, it. T- I'm a very fast reader, and it took me probably two weeks to read something that I would have finished and probably... And like a couple of hours. Yeah, it was so tedious. That's it was the only word that keeps coming to my mind. Yeah, when I think it was. Of it. And honestly, the only thing that I liked in in the book was the Aunt Beast character. Oh, she was precious. I thought she was super. And they cute. kind of deleted that a little bit from the like she was there on the periphery. Yeah, the movie. like I thought it was super cute. Just the Aunt Beast part. And yeah, I just I did not. We did not like, care for the book. Uh, we both loved the movie though. Um, okay. It's a recent release. Not not too. Long ago, last year maybe? It's on Netflix. Yes, it was last year. It's on Netflix right now, so please watch it if you haven't. Yes. I, Reese Witherspoon killed it. Oh, I loved her. I loved all of them. I loved I, I did too. every single casting. I loved Mindy Kaling was perfect, too. She was fantastic. And I've actually been watching The Mindy Project yeah. on Hulu. And I was I don't know what I was expecting because Mindy Lahiri so is she's kind of an asshole and so I didn't know what to expect right. from her in a not serious role but something I have that read every Mindy Kaling book that she's done I think she's done three now two yes I have read them both I yeah They're I love amazing her. I love her too and I think her writing is fantastic so I wasn't really sure what to expect from her mm-hmm. from this but I thought but it was this brilliant. character that talks in nothing but quotes mm-hmm. oh it speaks to me because I kind of do that too yeah. I, um, I have a quote for every situation, <laughs> whether it's a good quote or applicable. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I'm fluent in sarcasm and, and quotes. Yeah. I, I thought the movie was charming. Yes. I thought it was so, so sweet. I think they tied the story together a little bit better than I they agree. did in the book. I um, agree. In the book, I thought the dad was not a redeemable person, where I kind of felt he was in the movie. Yeah. Okay. So big differences in the movie was that... When they finally find dad and they're able to test her out of there, dad is trying to leave Charles Wallace because Charles Wallace has been taken over it and whatever. And so in the movie, he tries to test her, Meg and her friend and himself out of there and just leave Charles Wallace. He's like, it's too late. He's been taken. We got to go. Well, in the book, they he he does. He tests Everyone them out. Yourself. Yeah. In the movie, I love what they did with the change and where Meg ends up being so strong in her want to save Charles Wallace that she stays. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I love it. I think that the character Meg in the movie is incredible. So the girl that plays her, her name is Storm Reed, which I know that name. Yes. Amazing. Yes, please. She is incredible i love her so much but actually my favorite was charles wallace he was super adorable his name is Derek mccabe and he is the cutest little boy i have 
ever seen in my entire life. Yes. He is so sweet. And I thought his little acting was amazing. Yeah, I loved him brilliant. so, so much in it. And I thought, like, my favorite parts were when Meg finds her dad. And there's about, like, 45 to 60 seconds of no music. No dialogue. No nothing. Di- just and them hugging. just hug. And I cried, shocking to everyone. But, I mean, you think that's the kind of reaction you would have yeah. if you haven't seen your dad in years and years. I like, thought you it wouldn't was... have anything to say. It would right. just be kind of visceral. and it was, it was amazing. I thought it was fantastic. And then another favorite part, which wasn't in the book, was at the end when they're finally home and he apologizes. Yes. Yeah, like, there's, there's not a lot of literature or movies where a father realizes he was wrong. And just apologizes for it. He doesn't make excuses. He knows that he Adults don't apologize to kids all that much. Yeah. And I just, I loved it because parents mess up and it's fine. I mean, we're all human. Yeah. You just got to realize, you got to be self-aware. Yeah. And I I just, oh my God, I loved it so much. I thought it was amazing. I really appreciated that the characters are maybe... 13, 14-ish. Yeah. Um, and I appreciated that in the movie, they did not romanticize the relationship between Meg and her friend, yeah. that they were just friends. And I really appreciated that because I feel like it's more realistic. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we should be kind of sexualizing children the way that they do in some movies. Totally. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciated that very much. Yeah, I agree. I just, I thought it was completely charming. I loved everything that they did. Mm-hmm. I loved that Oprah was involved. Right. Oprah is like the, the, the end-all be-all deity. Yeah. She could. Me, the deity of my life. I would get with that. <laughs> yeah, I we'll think... start the Church of O. It's fine. <laughs> I thought she was just amazing. I just, I loved everything about it. I thought Reese Witherspoon was amazing. Uh, we don't She's, pick people. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> and then, um, what was the uh, Zach Galifianakis was in oh, it? Oh, yes, the Happy Medium. Yes, and so I, precious. I loved him, and I, lo- I cackled when she was like, "Oh, you're like my mom," and he's like, "Is your mother a baritone?" <laughs> Yes, he um in the in the book the character's a woman and she's just kind of you know eh, whatever. But Zach brought her to uh, him to life, and then it was just it was perfect. It was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it so much. Also, kind of a sidebar on that um the mom's not really in the story much, but the Mm-mm. actress who played her was in Doctor Who, which I love. I didn't recognize, yeah. and you had to tell me mm-hmm. that. And she uh, yeah. plays Martha Jones' sister in Doctor Who. Love. Um, she also there was a movie called Bell. Um, yeah, yeah, she was in that too. She's so pretty. She's very pretty. Okay, yeah. I, I loved the movie. I can't talk about the movie enough. I wish everyone would watch it. Just, you know, if Just you Just like, read the book. You don't need to. Yeah, truly. It, it's not that great. Unless you love it, and which more to you. Now we have Hunger Games. Yes, this one's a little bit older, um, but still kind of contemporary. Whereas, like, The Wrinkle in Time, it was written in the 60s. Yeah, I think it was 64, um, 65. Yeah. I don't remember. I should have looked it up. Right. Okay, so The Hunger Games. Yeah. I, I I devoured that book series. Same. Absolutely loved them this was actually the first time that i had a group reading experience outside of school i owned them i know i owned them and i had this group of friends probably like six or seven of us and we passed all the books around and all read them at the same time and i was just like happy tears all around like i was so excited to have people to talk about it with books are so much better when you can talk to people about them absolutely like even if you don't 
even if you have differing opinions about it, like it's so much fun to talk to somebody else about it. Like I, yeah, I loved it. But yeah, that is like some of my happiest memories was just getting able to read mm-hmm. them as a group. Like mm-hmm. I just, I loved it. I loved it. the detail that's in this story. And mm-hmm. do you know what amazes me is that Suzanne Collins is the same person who does that little bear TV uh, cartoon on like Nick Jr. Okay, no. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be damned. Yep. <laughs> So, like, how do you reconcile these worlds? It's well, kind of interesting. I read something that she said she was flipping through and saw war on Iraq footage and thought about what if we made kids do that? Right. And yeah. and I thought that was brilliant, but kind of also like, whoa, where does your mind go? Right. Um, but no, I thought these were actually amazing. I mm-hmm. thought, okay, very big spoiler alert coming up. You have been warned. The third book, mm-hmm. When Prem Dies. I'll never recover. Okay, of course, I was very sad and it was very heartbreaking. But damn it, how good was that? That the whole entire reason that this whole series is about these moves were, movies were created, these characters were living their lives is simply because of Prem's existence. Right, so that her sister could save her. And, and I just... she doesn't. Oh, my God. God, like I thought it were I thought it was amazing. I am I just got all little chill bumps right then when you were describing that. I want to reread just, it now. I know I haven't read them in years, but I I loved them. I thought mm. they were amazing and I am so I think that should be required reading. I really do. Oh, absolutely. But you know what's hysterical? Okay, way sidebar, but when Parkland happened, mm-hmm. the shooting happened, and these kids were kind of rising up mm-hmm. and battling these old white senators and killing them with sarcasm Mm -hmm. i read somewhere like are you kidding me we were raised by hunger games we know what to do absolutely i love it i just i thought it was amazing i think it's incredible and absolutely people should be required to read this because yeah i don't have i don't really have words and i think this is one like harry potter aside this is one of my favorite book to movie adaptations because mm. I thought that they did such a good job with it. Um, casting. Oh my Let's God. Let's talk about that. Can we talk about casting? The best casting is Hamish. Yes. Woody I, Harrelson. I, okay. I, like, I can't see anybody else in my mind. When they announced that Woody Harrelson was going to be Hamish and was just like, yeah, like, like obviously oh my, that's who it should be. Obviously. It could not be anybody These else. People were born to play them. And then Elizabeth Banks is amazing. Oh, I love I, her. I love her. And I love how how much she loved the series mm-hmm. because she read the books. Mm-hmm. And when she found out that they were casting, she was oh, like... Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. She read the books and she loved them. And when she found out they were casting, she was like, put me in it. I don't care. Like, she was... That's amazing. Yeah, she was amazing. She, I just... I love her. I love everything they put her in. Mm-hmm. I get that they changed a few of the major storylines like Peta's leg and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I thought uh, overall the authenticity of the books was kept pretty well. I agree. I think I was going to say something about President Snow. Yes. He, okay, so he was creepy in the books, but oh my God. Donald Sutherland creeps me out to this day because of this. I know. And he's he's in my favorite adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. Mine too. And so I have seeing, to separate them in my mind. No, to, to, seeing to, to him as like happy Mr. Bennett at the very end of that movie. Yeah. And then seeing him as President Snow, I I love the whole thing. I need mm-hmm. to rewatch them now. This is true. So. I actually I I do hate that they left out a couple characters like her friend Madge. Oh um, yeah. yeah. Um and and I get that you can't put everybody sure. in. Going back to talking about Dumplin', they left out a couple of big characters yeah. in the movie. The overall feel and authenticity of it mm-hmm. it just works. Yeah, um, I I completely agree. Two thumbs up. 
Yeah, I loved it so much. Oh, and Lenny Kravitz. Oh my gosh. <gasps> no one else could have been Senna. It just wouldn't have Mm-mm. worked. Yeah, and I love that they, oh, I was so glad that they, and we didn't even talk about your favorite, Stanley Tucci. I do love Stanley Tucci. <laughs> but I back to Senna, like I love that they didn't do up Senna. Like they followed the books and where he mm-hmm. just had his eyeliner and he was good to go. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the casting for that movie is. Um, yeah, also going back to Stanley Tucci because mm-hmm. we, you know. I know, we can't bypass him. He was perfect for yeah. Caesar. He like, he is Caesar. He like, is he lives Caesar Flickerman, life. yeah. It's Caesar Flickerman. It's no, amazing. yeah, he was amazing. His, I, yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence, I mean. I, she is Katniss. She, she is. She did good. She nailed mm-hmm. it. Like I saw her in Winter's Bone. I mean, that's where the, the director saw her in Winter's Bone and mm. thought he would be Because she was Katniss. relatively new yes. when they cast her, yeah. yeah. Um, but she just did so, mm-hmm. so well with this character that had a lot on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciated that. I also want to talk about PTSD being shown well in, yes. in this series. Because that's a lot not of something times, that we see a lot. No, and not, not well. I just, I think that they showed it so well. Instead of them just being scared when loud noises happen, of course, that's, that's a part of PTSD as well. But like the nightmares, the not eating, the not sleeping, wanting to be together all the time and then wanting to be alone all the time. Like mm-hmm. there's so many different facets to it and they showed it. Like I feel like they did a very good job of that and they mm-hmm. didn't kind of Disney-fy it. They didn't right. romanticize PTSD mm-hmm. because it's ugly. Authentic. Yeah, it's ugly. It's awful. It's damaging to your psyche, obviously. And so I think I think it was just, it was so well done. Adorable. It's I'm going to have to reread them that's now. That's going to be my new favorite word. Adorable. <laughs> You're adorable. I know. <laughs> okay, so our last movie, our book to movie adaptation is Me Before You. Get your tissues. I know. I think we read this together too, didn't we? If not together, relatively close okay. together. Shocker. I bawled. Well, this may actually be a shocker because I did too. This book is very, very visceral. Mm-hmm. Like it makes you think about big picture yes. philosophical questions mm-hmm. and like this just like the idea of assisted suicide is very taboo actually you know yeah and a lot i'm a lot of people have a lot of very strong opinions about things that they certainly have no idea about and i feel like it's not something that you really ever think about unless you were put in the position Mm -hmm. that you had to be Mm -hmm. several years ago a woman in oregon all up in newspapers and magazines because she oh i remember Yeah, she had announced that she was very, very ill. She was not getting better. And she had decided on a physician-assisted death. She was going out on her terms. Yes. I get that. It's your life. It's your body. It's your choice. Lots and lots of people don't believe that. I just, I just, I think it was, I don't, I've never read a book about assisted death. I've never, I've never encountered anything like that before. Mm -hmm. And so it was very different to me. And it was, I think it was a fantastic book club discussion book. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, because it made you feel so many things. It made you Mm -hmm. think about things that you wouldn't normally think about. Like, who gets to decide Mm -hmm. at the end of your life Mm -hmm. whether it's worth living or not? Yeah. Kind of that thing. Yeah, because... Or would you want to be, you know, in that mm-hmm. position, a quadriplegic who can basically just move his head. Right. And um, always be ill. Mm-hmm. And reliant on someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's. And I, I find it intriguing that he also, he kind of thought that, he thought that she was going to be better off without him. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing. Like who, who gets to make that choice? Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to decide if you're better, if I'm better off without you. Yes. <laughs> like, it's, it's the absolute truth though. I don't. 
And I have never dealt with this situation. I am a very naive person in this mm-hmm. little happy bubble. But I just don't think that you get to decide that my life is better without you in it. No, I I agree. But I also think it's different when you've been dealing with this for so long. You've been hurting. You've been tired. You're tired. And it, it kind of like now it makes me think back. Um, my grandmother's very, very sick. She had cancer for, for a while and chemo and radiation is terrible. And it got to the point where we knew she was not going to get better. And there came a point where I was just like, and I, I was just me and her and we were sitting there and I was like, grandma, I know you're tired and I know that you're hurting. And if you're ready, it's okay. And I think there's a big difference of just deciding like, you don't need me in your life. And then this kind of thing where it's like, I'm not getting better. It's not going to be. I can say that. Yeah, It's not going to be okay. This is, I don't want to keep living life this way because it's just going to be awful and it's going to be terrible. And so I, I definitely understand that. I've never been in that position, but like I can definitely understand the mental process that you would go through because it's, it's torture watching. Like I watched my grandmother die and it's, it's, awful yeah and so when you know that it's Mm -hmm. not getting better Mm -hmm. like yeah i I totally get it that's a little side digression just Mm -hmm. about the the philosophical questions but the the adaptation was actually pretty good i do feel like they left out a lot of the human elements like the 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 deeper connections, the deeper interactions. Mm-hmm. Like in this, in the movie, her de- her relationship with her boyfriend Patrick is not as deep and it's not as explored. Mm-hmm. They actually never. She never says "I love you" in the movie to um to Will. Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, she does in the book, but she never really does it in the in the movie. Can we go back to her boyfriend for just a second and talk about how hot Neville is now? Neville got <laughs> hot, y'all. <laughs> It was awesome seeing him in that, though. I haven't seen him in anything outside of Harry Potter except for that. Me either. No. He was stupid hot, though. Yeah, he was. I thought it was amazing. But my biggest take back from the book slash movie was that everyone that knew and loved Will was so absolutely against what he wanted to do. But at the end of the day, it was his life, mm-hmm. his choice. And she understood that at the end. And they supported him at the end. And I thought that was beautiful. I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah, of course they they left out some stuff, but I did think it was a it was a pretty good mm-hmm. adaptation. Amelia Clark is precious. I love her. Her little bee tights. Oh, I know. And her, her like adorable little accent in that too. Mm-hmm. I feel like she, as a, like as a person, I feel like Amelia Clark was most like herself in that role because Amelia Clark herself is super whimsical, mm-hmm. super goofy. Like I feel like that was that was very similar to who yes. she is. So overall, the ones that we picked to kind of go over, we actually liked. Yeah, with the sidebar of Ready Player One. Mm. I mean, we liked the movie. We just didn't like it as an adaptation. But yeah. It was basically a whole different thing. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it Surprisingly, we actually liked all of the movie adaptations that we chose for this one. Maybe we'll do a list of ones that we hate someday. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be a whole other podcast. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Yes, we really appreciate it. And stay tuned for our next one. Bye.